1: This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host,
2: C.P.,
3: the NY Fanatic.
2: Alright, here we go. Saturday Night Knicks, salute to Knicks Nation. How are we feeling tonight? <laughs> how are we feeling tonight on this Saturday night? Day two of free agency and the Knicks have already activated plan D of their offseason. How you guys feeling? How you, how you guys feeling, man? Well, a couple news. Um... The Knicks have reached a one year deal with free agent center Nerland's Noel. Noel uh, played for the Thunder this past season. Averaged seven points, four rebounds coming off the bench. Started a couple games, but came off the bench mostly. uh, 1.5 blocks a game. Defense, 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 defense is his calling card. Um, Certainly has been playing well as of late. And uh, another Kentucky product coming back to the Knicks who used to play for Kenny Payne. So he's the fourth Kentucky player on the roster, um, backup center. You know this was a backup center, a good move. I didn't think Ed Davis was was a good backup to to Mitch. What does that mean for Taj Gibson? Not so sure. But uh, right now the Knicks have agreed to a one-year deal with Nerlens Noel to be their backup big man to the Block Nest monster Mitchell Robinson. So I like this pickup. Shout out my guy Delano, Delano Smooth, uh, the mayor, also mod on the program. He he's, he's been clamoring for Nerlens Noel for quite some time now. So I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm all right with this move. Uh, Nerlens Noel. Nerlens Noel was actually one of the um, the top high school players in the country. Once upon a time, went to Kentucky, uh, came down with a debilitating leg injury. I think he broke his leg. And and really wasn't the same prospect after that. Really, just became a, a rim runner, defensive specialist at at this point in his career. But yeah, once upon a time, Nerlens Noel was, um, you know, at, at the top of the top when it came to top high school players in the country. So one year deal, five million dollars, you know, cheap deal, and and so Nerlens Noel is coming to the New York Knicks. And this site right here is KnicksFanTV.com. I I broke the the tape off, broke the seal off. KnicksFanTV.com is officially open. This site, we're going to carry news. We're going to carry content from the show. Uh, We'll have some blog posts as well uh, from some guest writers, guest contributors. If anybody's interested in being a guest contributor, you could always reach out to us and and let us know. But KnicksFanTV.com is officially open and again, like I said last night, this is where the super chats go, man. We're putting all the money back into the site, back into the program, back back into the brand and just building something that the people can be proud of. So now Nerlens Noel signs with the Knicks. Nerlens Noel was a draft pick of the New Orleans Hornets. And uh he was packaged in a trade that sent Drew Holiday to the Hornets from the Philadelphia 76ers. It was Nerlens Noel and a future first-round pick to the Sixers. That future first-round pick was one Alfred Payton. Now, Alfred Payton, who signed on with the Knicks last year on a one and one a, a one-year plus a one-year team option, was recently uh, released by the Knicks. And I told you guys last week, I told you guys... There was a scenario I could see Alfred coming back, and here he is, because the Knicks have announced that they have brought back Alfred Payton on a one-year, $5 million deal, and Knicks' Twitter almost cratered on the news because people were so irate, and, you know, listen, you guys know my sentiments on Payton. I always look at him as a good backup, a good veteran. But uh, you guys also know my stance on on the fact that we need a point guard. We needed a point guard so badly this off season and just beyond you know not even just this off season we needed a point guard for the last ten years since since felton was here we've we've been needing a point guard and so yeah it, w- it was frustrating to see that they brought back Peyton. they struck out didn't even go for anything in the draft. Struck out in free agency, and here we are. Alfred Payton, one-year, $5 million deal. So, you combine Noel, you combine Payton, they got Alec Burks. They did get Alec Burks, okay, last night they got Alec Burks. Not a bad deal, not a bad deal at all. I actually like Alec Burks. used to kill the Knicks when he played for Utah. You know, 15 points per game, he averaged last season. Shot 38% from three. Can get his own shot off One year deal Six million dollars for Alec Burke And when you look at Burke You look at Noel You look at tradable contracts You know guys that Could ultimately be traded mid-season In the event you have contenders Looking for some death pieces So again it keeps the Knicks Flexible uh, In terms of how they want to go about Building this team So I like the Burke deal I like the Burke deal. I don't mind it. Peyton deal was a bit, was a bit annoying, to be quite honest with you. Peyton deal was, was a bit annoying to deal with. Well, Burke, not, not so bad. So where does that leave us? Where does that leave us? You know, people are frustrated. The, the frustration is understandable. The frustration is understandable. You guys heard Milton, Milton's meltdown last night. Milton called in and and he was just irate about how this team is assembling this roster. And listen, like I said, when your team has been losing for the better half of 20 years, it's easy to lose patience. It's very easy to lose patience, right? Some people say they want the long game to play the long game. But to actually go through it is a completely different story. To play it and to actually experience it is a completely different story. And this is where the Knicks are. They are playing the long game in this thing. They're playing the long game in this thing. They had their guys that they were interested in. They were interested in Fred Van Fleet. Fred Van Fleet went back to the Raptors for four years, 85 million. That's $21 million a year. And now answer me this to so the people in the chat. So look to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Is that the price that you wanted to pay Fred Van Fleet? Four years, 85. At the same time, do we know if Fred Van Fleet was even interested in coming to the Knicks? And if that's the case, what was his price to come to the Knicks? Right? What was, gonna be, what was it going to take to get him out of Toronto? The team that took the chance on him. The team that developed him, the team that he won a championship with, the team that he can still stay with and be relevant with and be competitive with while still making 20 plus million dollars. It's a two-way street. You want Van Fleet? I wanted Van Fleet. But there's a certain price that the Knicks were willing to, to go. There's a certain price the Knicks are willing to go. Gordon Hayward. Some of you guys wanted Gordon Hayward. Four years, $120 million. Who else is giving him that bag but one, Michael Jordan? You know, MJ was probably in the middle of a card game, found out that the Pacers and the Celtics were at a stalemate on the Gordon Hayward trade, and he said, you know what? Give this guy a bag. I sold a million Jordans. I'll get that money back. We need to upgrade the team. So, Jordan went for it. Jordan went for it. Now, is that the price you want to pay for Gordon Hayward to come to the Knicks? Four years, $120 million. $30 million a year. Is that the price that you want to see this team be competitive? I'm sure the Knicks were interested. They used the Knicks for leverage in this deal. He wanted to go to Indiana when the deal stalled because supposedly Danny Ainge wanted not just Miles Turner, but he wanted um, Warren, TJ Warren, or Ola Deep on the deal. And supposedly that stalled out. So Hayward went to the highest bidder. But is that the guy that you wanted to spend the money on? That type of money? Not me. Not me. Because I didn't, I didn't see him as as a as a New York guy. I didn't see him as a dog. You guys heard me on Begley's show say I want dogs. I don't want a guy that's gonna come here and two weeks later he's out for ten weeks with a broken lip, not broken hip, broken lip. Those are the type of things that happen when you pay guys that aren't New York guys. So I'm trying to avoid all of that. But yes, at the same time. It is frustrating to see that this team is not fielding a competitive roster. No, I didn't want to see Alfred back. I didn't want to see Alfred back. But let's be real. We knew this was going to be a crappy free agent class. We knew it. It was a top-heavy free agent class. It was AD. It was Fred Van Fleet. You want to put Bogdanovich Hayward up there? Overall, the class was not great. And we knew that. Going into this thing. So the options were slim. You knew AD was not coming here after the season that he had. You knew Fred Van Fleet was going to be a long shot. These were all long shots. These were all long shots. And so just like last year. They went for their targets. They didn't get it. And they went for plan D in this case. Now last year plan D was horrendous. They picked up the wrong pieces. This year looks to be an even worse team than last year. Now, silver lining to this, in my opinion, is that if there's ever a year for them to field the worst Nick team probably in history, it's probably this one. They can go out there, take their lumps. Nobody's going to be at the Garden. Nobody's going to be booing the kids. You're not going to hear a smattering of fire tibs after game 40 when, when they're getting blown out by the Nets. This is the year where they can kind of do that. Just don't check Twitter. <laughs> Just don't check Twitter after the games. It's gonna get ugly. But if there was ever a year to do it, it was. It's gonna be this season. Now, again, they're playing the long game as they should. This team is going to be bad. They will be back in the lottery. Will they get the number one pick? Who knows. But they will have some capital to play with if they want to try to trade up. We'll see. Let's get to that point first. Let's get through the season first. Now, one of the things that they can't really bank on for next season is that that they have the cap room. Because you have to attract free agents with wins, with progress. And this team is not going to, I don't see this team making that progress with the roster that they're going to be filling out going into the season. So it's hard to say, well, all right, we're going to have Cade Cunningham. We're going to have OB and RJ and then sign all these free agents after that. That's not, I don't think that's really realistic. So it's a risk. It is a gamble. It is a gamble. It's a gamble. But I can't blame them for not panicking. This is the long game. They bring in a new regime. They bring in a capologist. Time to get to work. Don't panic. You got to make responsible moves. You don't give Gordon Hayward four years worth $120 million. You don't do that. Yeah, he could have helped. He could have definitely helped. But that but that's not the move to set you up for the future. Not in my opinion. So yeah, it, it's uh it's tough. It is tough. It is tough. Now at the point guard situation, you have Peyton there, you have Frank, you have DSJ. If if Frank and DSJ can't can't get Peyton, can't keep Peyton on the bench, then you know it's time. But I'd like to see them go with DSJ, go with Frank. And leave Peyton there for veteran support, leadership, whatever the case may be, whatever you think he can bring. Maybe, you know, maybe they give quickly a shot. He's not really known to be a point. Maybe they give him a shot. Maybe Jared Harper gets a shot. So this is the evaluation period. This is the evaluation period. Again, disappointed. We needed a point guard in the worst way. But to be quite honest, the the only two point guard difference makers I saw in this free agent class was either Fred Van Fleet or Goran Dragic. Two guys that we've had little chance to get. Teague would have been cool. Uh, uh, DJ Augustine would have been cool. But let's be honest. They wouldn't have been moving the needle either. Much more than Peyton. Outside of the fact that, yeah, they would have been better off-ball shooters giving us some better spacing for sure. But at the end of the day, you know, that's just what it is. And yeah, I briefly thought about the Brody topic. You know, as we're sitting here with with nobody here in a terrible roster. Yeah, I, I thought about it. Maybe you do go get West Westbrook. Maybe the team is still bad enough to miss the playoffs get into the lottery, you get a, you get a top pick and you use some of that cap to, to build a better roster. But I'm, I'm all about the long game. I'm playing a long game on this and it's a gamble. It's definitely a gamble, but I, in a, in a, in a free agent year that was top heavy they did the right thing. In my opinion, they did the right thing. You have guys that you want. We know that they wanted Van Fleet. We know that they wanted Hayward. On and on. There's only a certain price that they're willing to go. I respect that. If those guys don't want to come here, then don't come here. And that's just that's just how the game is. That's just it is what it is. That's just what it is. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. How we doing? 2,600 in the chat. The momentum is rolling. The momentum is rolling, man. The people are in here. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. I don't know if, if you guys are angry Knicks fans or people who have nothing to do on a Saturday night or people that just like to see the Knicks, Knicks fans wallow in their misery. But either way, I appreciate you coming and joining me tonight. To get, to, 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 to get some steam off. <laughs> you see you see I'm by myself tonight I started out with, with a band of six on draft night the enthusiasm was there then it went down to two now I'm solo dolo man I couldn't get anybody to come on the show tonight one guy said he was sick next guy said he was babysitting his cat it's just lonely out here for the Knicks fans man it's a lonely world <laughs> so <laughs> that's where we are NixfanTV.com up and running. Go to NixfanTV.com for your news and updates. We out here. This is this was built by the people. All your super chats, all your support. This was built by you. Work in progress. We are working on it. Send us some feedback. Always appreciate the feedback. But uh, NixfanTV.com is on and popping. Let's go. So where does this leave us now with Nerlands Noel in tow? One year, five million. You got Alfred, one year, five million. We now have $21 million in cap space, 14 guaranteed contracts. It's a 15 man roster, so there's only one spot left. There's only one spot left. Does Julius Randle get traded? Is there a bigger trade going on? We never know. We never know. Could there be something bigger going on? Could there be something bigger going on? Let's see. But for right now, there's 20 million cap space. One more, one more uh, roster spot. And remember last night we talked about the um, the salary floor, which was uh, the minimum that they had to spend on the salary cap before penalties are issued. So since there's about 20 so million dollars left, they have about 10 million dollars they have to spend to hit that to hit that number. So they got about 20, 20, uh $10 million to go to hit that number. So let's see. Hopefully, if, if they intend to keep the roster like this, I hope they get rid of Ed Davis, maybe get somebody else, get another shooter in here. You know, again, it's slim pickings. You know, he, I don't know, Glenn Robinson the third or something. You know, Jordan McRae, something like that. Not gonna be might not be a splashy move. Bogdanovich is still out there. But some people think he's still going to the Hawks. You know, Hawks are making power moves out there. Hawks are, Hawks are, Hawks, and the Knicks came in with the most salary cap. Hawks seem to be uh, benefiting from their moves. You know, they went out and then they got uh, Danilo. They signed John Rondo today. And they signed um, Chris Dunn. Other news today, and we're going to get to the phones in a second. I'm going to get to the phones in a second. I see the phones lighting up. Other news around free agency world, KCP, Contavius Caldwell Pope, who the Knicks were rumored to be interested in, signed a three-year deal worth $40 million. <laughs> Same thing here. Would you be willing to go that amount to get a Contavius Caldwell Pope in here? Tristan Thompson, Jeff T. goes to the Celtics, give them some depth pieces. Chris, Tristan Thompson, two-year, 19. Teague signs a one-year deal. We already talked about New Orleans Noel to the Knicks. Uh, Warriors, okay, Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony goes back to the Portland Trailblazers, good for Mello. he goes back, Portland already added Robert Covington, Derek Jones Jr., Rodney Hood, so they're gearing up, I, I hope they can make a little run in the West, but LeBron and the Lakers, clutch, clutch sports, just uh, dominated that, that, uh, the free agent offseason, Paul Millsap goes back to the Nuggets after the Nuggets lost Jeremy Grant uh, in a crazy way. I can't believe they let him walk out the door, but, I mean, $20 million a year, he, he certainly earned it. As I said, Rondo to the Hawks, two-year, $15 million. Like what the Hawks are doing, man. You got Rondo and Trey in the backcourt. You signed Danilo. Do they get Bogd- Bogdan? Let's see, but the Hawks are certainly trying to make some noise in the East. Gordon Haver to the Hornets, four years, $120 million bag. He caught MJ on the right night. And as a result, you know, some people were looking for, because uh, the the Hornets didn't have enough money to just sign him outright, people were looking for an opportunity to get a shot at Nicholas Batum and maybe see if we can get a salary dump, get a pick out of it. But the Hornets ended up stretching that contract. Similar to what we did with Noah. We still owe Noah six million dollars this year. So the Hornets end up doing the same thing, stretching that out over the course of I think three or so years. And uh and so that's that. Fred Van Fleet to the Raptors, four years, eighty-five million dollars. DJ Augustine, a stopgap people were looking at connections to Tibbs, three years. million with the Milwaukee Bucks. How about that? Did you want DJ Augustine on a three-year deal? Not me. Torrey Craig is a free agent. Torrey Craig could give us some more defense. Not the greatest shooter in the world, but Torrey Craig is out there. Gary Clark, Miami Heat. Avery Bradley went to the... Oh, Gary Clark, the Magic. Avery Bradley went to the Heat. And Jay Crowder went to the Suns. Three-year deal, $30 million. I like that Jay Crowder deal to the Suns. I, I like what the Suns are doing. I like Jay Crowder to the Suns. Jeff Green to the Nets. You know he was going to join up with KD. Jeff Green still still going. Still going after all these years. Grizzlies add the Anthony Melton. John Conshaw. Chris Dunn to the Hawks, as I said. Mo Hawkless. Temporary Nick. Goes to the Heat. So, he takes Jay Crowder's spot with the Heat. And Steven Adams, you know, the deal between the Pelicans and the uh, and the Thunder, I think, turned into like a four-team deal. And Steven Adams is going to the Pelicans. So, uh, Pelicans stacking up. That's a good move. Good move for them. So, that was uh, basically day two. I mean, like I said, you know, lackluster. Lackluster, man. So let's see let's see how it plays out. But let's hear from some fans. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you, boys. Three thousand people in here. Let's go! Hit that like button. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button. Welcome to everybody in here. If you guys are new in the chat, leave me a hashtag new, and we will um, shout you guys out. And let's hear from the first caller of the night, Ron from Baltimore. Ron, how you feeling, bro? What's
4: going on, CP? How are you?
2: Hold on. I'm doing I'm doing all right, man. How you how you feeling, bro?
4: I'm hanging in there, man. You know, uh everybody's panicking, but uh you know, the Knicks are being financially responsible for one. And I know it, it it's there's pain involved with that, but CP you and I have had this conversation before. You you know the guy who I trust, right?
2: Who who, who do you who do you trust? Who do you trust, man? There's
4: only three people. Latrell Sprewell, <laughs> an old Jason Kidd, when he made Carmelo who he was that season, getting him the ball in the right spot, although Jason Kidd fell off in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but I give him a pass for that because he was incredible with his intelligence. And then Leon Rose. I trust Leon Rose because right now he's he's got money to play with. Let's see how he finishes it off, but all these teams are overpaying. Dude. Did you really want to sign Gordon Hayward for that contract? Really?
2: No chance. No chance. No anything. chance. I just, am I paying Gordon Hayward that money? I made that case on Friday. There was no chance. I'm paying that guy anything.
4: Yeah. Nah, man. I, I just to me, look. I, I, I yo, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go after the Westbrook thing. I, I know people are going nuts. We're we're not going to be great this year. This is again about development. Okay, but at least there's the reason we're going to experience some pain. But at least we're going to see the young guys, and they're trying to build it the right way. Okay, yep. years past, uh, these guys in the media CP that are killing us—they're uh, such hip- hypocrites. Uh, they're se- we haven't overpaid anybody. Yep. You got John Hollinger out there criticizing the Knicks. I mean, come on, really? And, and you look at his forecast—we didn't overpay a single guy. Right. Um, I'll, I'll say this about Obi Toppin—he was the best player on the board. Anybody criticizing that pick is crazy. He was the best pick on the board. Yes, we need a point guard. We all understand that. But when you have a guy like that who is a projected to be a top five pick, you absolutely take him. Tom Thibodeau is going to teach him defense. Uh, he taught Latrell Sprewell, and I, I believe in Latrell Sprewell. And as long as Latrell Sprewell is around this team, mm-hmm. which it, which he's starting to be, uh, I think this team can go places. But you have a good night, my man. You Hang too, man. In
2: Hang in there, Ron. Hang in there, man. Appreciate it.
4: All right, man. Yeah.
2: Ron Ron's playing the long game, man. Ron's playing the long game. You know, I'm I'm not paying I'm not paying some of these guys. And that's just that's just what it is. John Park, hashtag new. Welcome, John Park. NSG Snags, welcome to the program. Jerry Flores, how's it going, Jerry? Nicholas Scratch. Stafford Don, Stafford Don, man. You you're you're an OG. Stafford Don down there in Florida. You're an OG, man. You're not hashtag new. Come on, man. HBH Records, what's going on? Tico Don, appreciate it. Yeah, a lot of lot of people in here. Three thousand people in here. My guy Hospy's in here checking in. Up there in BC, up there in uh, in Canada. Salute to Hospy. Yeah, man. Salute to everybody tuning in Saturday night. You know, could be doing a lot of better things, but uh, at eleven o'clock at night, we're we're here talking Knicks. Doug from Brooklyn. Doug, what's going on?
5: Hey TP. how are you, man? How's it
2: going? Good, man. How how you feeling?
5: I'm feeling pretty good. All things considered, I feel like we didn't do anything particularly dumb, didn't overcommit to anybody, and kind of left the season open for development. Um, But I feel like the uh, sort of 10,000-pound elephant in the room spinning in circles is Julius Randle. And where does he – I just feel like because he's a Kentucky guy and the sort of Kentucky mafia is forming around the Knicks right now, I don't see him getting traded and I don't necessarily know why we would trade him. Uh,
6: I mean, I know we need
5: to clear up some of those minutes because Obi is potentially a star, but I feel like Randall in best case scenario, we got to convince him to come off the bench this year. Cause I don't know what, what's the market for Randall. What's the plan with Randall? Do you think?
2: It's a good question. I don't think anybody knows. I don't, I don't think anybody knows. And, and, uh, I get what you're saying in terms of, you know, the whole Kentucky thing with Randall, but at the same time, it's a business, and it's this is a next-man-up league, and they went into the draft, and they got their guy. Yes, Julius Randall is Kenny Payne's guy, but Obi Toppin is Leon Rose's guy. He is CAA's guy, and they both play the same position. So, with Randall, with one, one year left, and then another $4 million guarantee, he's out. So the best bet for them is to go out and get an asset for him. But the question is, can they? You know, like I said, I had heard the Conley interest in trying to get him there for for, for Conley. But the other team has to want to be interested as well. So as of right now, it's still early. But as of right now, it doesn't seem like the market is very high for Julius Randle. And so, you know, that's the risk you take when he played for a losing team and he's, and he's owed $18 million. So it's not an easy trade to make necessarily, but if they don't trade him now, they go into the season, you know, I, again, it's going to be tough. You're going to keep Obi on the bench. You're going to put Randall on the bench. Randall's certainly not going to be happy playing on the bench. He's going to want to request the trade. So something's got to give something has to give. We'll we'll see. Stay tuned on that. Like I said, maybe they they may not be done. Maybe there's more moves to be made. So we just got to stay tuned. Just got to stay tuned. But thanks for the call, Doug. Definitely appreciate it. Um, next up, my guy, Joe from Yonkers. Joe, what's going on, man?
5: What's happening, CP? How you doing? Um, no, I just want to talk about um, just how, yeah, I think we're doing the right thing, not spending money, just Taking it easy. I still think that there is the Westbrook interest, but I just know don't necessarily... I see now that I don't really think that they're going to pull it off. I think they're just going to be smart with the money and go into next year. Because I noticed a lot of teams spend a lot of money this off season. so we might be one of the only teams with money next year. And also, I want to talk about Julius Randle. Um, mm-hmm. I think we have to try and figure a way to get rid of Randle because, you know... Randall isn't a locker room guy. You could see on the court and off the court, there was a, he wasn't a team guy. He wasn't a leader. And I heard some stuff about that. He was one of the guys that was the first guy, he's the last guy in for practice and the first guy to leave. He wasn't communicating with the guys. And then you have also is, if are you going to put Randall and Mitch together, you're not going to have spacing. Then if you're going to put maybe Randall at small ball five, the d- defense with him and Obi is going to be atrocious. Yeah. And if you want to put him off the bench, he's just going to be, there's going to be a lot of problems in the locker room. He's not going to want to come off the bench. So the best thing I'm looking at we need a point guard. I'm thinking about maybe just sending him for Terry Rozier straight up. Terry Rozier, he averaged 18 and 6 last year. He was putting up over 40% from three. And I'm like, it's not that for two years. Next year, we maybe draft the point guard, and you could put Terry on the bench or trade Terry. Yeah. So, so that's certainly there. That's one option I'm thinking is, yeah, bring Terry Rozier in, stop that point guard, above average point guard, better than what we have now, and you move on from Randall because I think Rondell just has to be out of here.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you, Joe. I, I definitely agree with you, Joe. They they have to move him. Could they revisit the Rozier trade? That was rumored to be a hot trade last year. See, it, it seemed like to the two teams were, we're discussing the, the Randall for Rozier swap. Could that be presented again? Time will tell. Time will tell what happens with Julius. Um, but again, yeah, you're right. You, there, there's no way him and Obi will mesh at all. So they got to make a decision. Got to make a decision. What happens with my guy Taj, man? You know, you guys know Taj is my guy. But with Nerlens Noel here, I don't know. Not sure if if Taj uh, comes back, which would be unfortunate. I, 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 you know, I was a big Taj guy. He's a Tibbs guy. I felt like Taj would be a great leader for this team. But um, you know, I think Nerlens Noel is a clear upgrade defensively at the backup five. I thought Taj's issues last year was he's he's really a power forward, but uh, he had to play that backup five. But they really never had an answer. For an Embiid or a Gobert, you know, you, no one has answers for those guys. But just to keep them at bay, um, in terms of matching and size and and match that intensity, and I think New Orleans Noel will certainly uh, help us with that. I think Noel will help us with that. So, um, I think Ed Davis could be out. I don't think you know he's a CAA guy, but I don't know if they're they're intent on keeping him. They would have Mitch and New Orleans as the two bigs. I would like to see them get, they do get another big, I'd like to see them get somebody with a bit more versatility, you know, not just a, a, a typical five, but somebody that can play the four to five. Jermichael Green was a guy that that I'd always liked, for a couple of years now, and uh, I, I would have loved to have seen him get him. I forgot which team he went to, but um, yeah, Jermichael Green's out. I think he went to Denver, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I think Jermichael Green went to Denver, so there's that. Um, how about Bobby Portis? Bobby Portis cashed out in free agency and went to the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't remember what the deal was for, but Bobby P is going to play for something real next season. Shout out to Bobby, man. You guys were hating on Bobby, man. (laughs) I was hating on Bobby too, but later on in the season, I became a fan. You know, that I became a fan. Patrick and Jersey, what's going on, man?
7: Hey, how's it going, CP? How's it going, man? I First, I want to say, you know, I'm new to the show. I just started watching. And you do a great thing, man. I really respect your hustle and how hard you work out here, man.
2: Th- thanks a lot, Patrick. I appreciate it, man. How's it going? <laughs>
7: Yeah, pretty good, man. I just wanted to talk to you about, um, you know, I really think that the Knicks are doing a good job being conservative about this whole thing and and trying to save their cap space, and I understand how much flexibility is a big deal. But I also do feel like they have to make some type of move for a young player. Like, I would love to see them make a trade for, like, Alonzo Ball. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering what you think, like, the compensation might be for
5: something like that. Do you think the compensation would be worth it for a move like that?
2: Well, the thing is, is that... The thing is, is that we have to consider how motivated is New Orleans to trade Lonzo. You know, we speculate that they could be because it was said today, it was said today somewhere on Twitter by one of uh, the beat writers that they were intent on keeping Eric Bledsoe. They didn't include Eric Bledsoe in the Steven Adams trade. So I think that, uh, you know, they want to keep Bledsoe. maybe they still keep Lonzo or hold out for a bigger deal. You know, So so when you don't have to trade a guy, you're going to want something big. And so I, I would have to think that they're going to want a, a player that can help them on the roster and maybe a, a future draft consideration, maybe a second-round pick or something like that. That's just my guess. That's just my guess. I would love to have Lonzo here right. on a, on a uh, tryout because, like I said, I think, the, again, the point guard thing is so important. It's critical. Now that you have Obi Toppin here, his success – hinges on the point guard that you bring here it's critical 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 so you know i i would i would have taken a, a flyer on on trying to get lonzo here maybe they still do again it's still early we're only in the second day of free agency all right. season really just kicking off let's see how things shake out it's still early man but pre- appreciate the call all right let's go to um james from queens james what's going on how you doing gp good, man. What's going on?
5: Hello? Yeah, um, I just saw. yeah, it was just crazy. You know, all year,
7: we were looking forward to, you know, getting rid of Elsa Payton and getting
5: a real point guard in here. I was, But, you know, I wasn't really looking forward to, like, guys like Joe Harris. I know he probably wouldn't come here. Or guys like Bert Hans. I was looking more forward to, like, Holiday or even, like, Dan, uh, Danny Melton or uh, Galloway, even, or T. Just, like, simple role players. But, you know, we'll be all right. We're taking a long road, and I think we're building something here. Leon didn't do any stupid signings and sign Hayward or, you know, do any crazy deals. So I think we're building something good. Okay.
2: All right. Appreciate the call, man. Appreciate the call. Uh, Quentin from Long Island. Quentin, what's going on? Yo, can you hear me? Yep. Loud and clear, man. Go ahead, bro.
7: Uh, to, okay, because I wrote some points down. Um, one, we didn't really need New Orleans, uh, Noel, because I don't know why we let go of Kenny Rowan. Um, it's the same player but younger. I just felt like we should have held on to Kenny Rowan. It would have been cheaper, um, you know, and we would really actually gave him a shot instead of just give him in the D League. Um, Alfred Payton was I, – I have no idea why we signed him. Um, once again, we saw what he had last year. And, um, to bring him in again for what, um, I have no idea. I just feel like those are the two first mistakes that the front office has made. Um, I'm glad that Fred Van Fleet resigned with Toronto, um, for, you know, the four years, 85 million, the Knicks didn't need that because two years into it, we would have been saying, why did we sign this guy? Because he's not a starter. He's a backup that is a system. Point guard, Gordon Hayward, um, you know, signed with the Charlotte Bobcats for all that money. Once again, we would have been saying, you know, kicking ourselves in the butt saying, Why did we sign this guy? Um, I'm just glad that they signed with their respective teams. But um I'm just like I was really big on taking vote and getting a chance.
3: Yeah.
7: Um and you know, New Orleans as well uh coming here, I just didn't understand those type of moves.
2: Yeah, I I understand. So, um, Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand. Uh And Kenny, Kenny Wooten went to uh, he got picked up by the Rockets off a of waiver. So Kenny Wooten going to the Rockets. Good kid. Uh, I definitely want to see Kenny get a chance here. But I think people before you just, you know, throw the kid in as a backup five, I think he's got to come in a little bit more slowly. You know, as like the third string big or maybe even a fourth string. I think, you know, I think you're selling Nerlens Noel a little bit short on what he could bring. And, and again, his impact may not be felt on a bad team like this. But I think Nerlens Noel can certainly deliver as a backup five. You know, Kenny, we still have to see. We don't know if he if he's a if he's an NBA big or not. Yeah, we see him throwing shots back and forth in the G League. Um, but there's other aspects to the game that he may need to pick up. In terms of, in, in before he, you know, establishes some success in the league. So I think ideally, Kenny, you want to bring him in as like the third, maybe the fourth string guy and, and give him a, a little bit of rope. Think about this, like, number one, Mitch, again, I keep saying this thing about Mitchell Robinson. Mitch, for one, has to prove, number one, that he's durable, right? Number two, he has to prove that he can stay out of foul trouble. So that's why it's, it's crucial that you get some stability behind them that you can really rely on if you need them. And so, you know, I wouldn't have just went in there with Kenny and uh, with Kenny and Mitch. That That's a little dangerous. You got to have you got to have some some solid vets in there sprinkled in. So I, I definitely understand it. But, yeah, you know, I, I want to see Kenny get a chance. No doubt. Definitely want to see Kenny get a chance. Speaking of Mitch, I told you guys, man, this is Mitch here today. Rocking the Mitch, please. T-shirt by Knicks fan TV. That's my guy. Always supporting the brand. And when you see Mitch out there throwing those shots up more than likely, he's rocking the T-shirt. That is the source of the greatness. Shout out to Mitch for supporting. And uh you can get yours, too, in the store Get your Mitch Please t-shirts. You can get it via the link below. There it is right there. Or KnicksFanTV.com. The new KnicksFanTV.com For the fans, by the fans. Number one show by the fans, by the fans. Appreciate it. Remember, the show is also available in audio podcast format. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon Alexa, iHeartRadio. You name it, we are there. And, yeah, that's, that's that, man. Salute to Mitch for always repping. Definitely appreciate it. Johnny from Murray Hill. Johnny, what's going on, man? How you feeling?
8: Doing good, man. Uh, big fan of the show. First time caller. Um, yeah, loving what you do, CP. Pre-
2: appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot.
8: So, honestly, from this off season, I think we're doing everything 100% right. I could not be happier with, with our move so far. If you think about like where we want to be in two years, like three years, down the road, these are the moves that we have to be making. We have to spend this year, like, evaluating our rookies more. Like, we don't know what Kevin Knox is. Yeah. RJ Barrett had eight months off to work on his team. So is Mitch. Um, we got, obviously, the two new rookies we drafted, as well as the guy from Stephen Hall this year, who can all be pieces in our team. And all we have to do right now is figure out really what we got so we can figure out how to move forward. And also... I mean, we couldn't really expect Leon to turn things around in year one. Like, this has been a franchise. that, I mean, I'm I'm mixed in my whole life, but we sucked basically forever. I mean, 2013 is the right spot. But in the recent future, I mean, we just sucked. And we have to be able to make the right moves. And I think doing that starts with giving our rookies a chance this year, going into the draft next year, trying to get a really good pick. Because if you look at the prospects, I mean, some of these guys are – ridiculously good mm-hmm. we can get one of those top guys i think that's a big move and obviously just like waiting for the draft every year isn't the best move but there weren't really any free agents that like really i mean shot off the page like the guys that we really need are point guards and what are we going to go after russell westbrook or, or john wall like that just ruins yeah. the next three years for us those guys aren't gonna you know take us to uh a championship so we really have to like build methodically and be ready for when the right free agents come around like you got guys like Bradley Beal, um, I mean, like if Devin Booker ever became available, like there, there are top guys, like obviously that's unlikely, but there are top guys around the league Like mm-hmm. you could bring onto the team. And you have to wait for those right guys rather than just like snagging a guy who already has a max contract that another team's trying to get rid of, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that we're making all the right moves. I'm excited for the future. I think we have to be smart and our, our front office is already proving how savvy they are by trading second round picks around and improving our value wherever they can and getting assets for a draft. And they're going to have high school players in the draft. Like Leon is making the right moves and no, he hasn't done anything like crazy, but we don't want anything crazy right now. We have to be as smart as we can and sign guys on these tiny one year contracts. And you know, frankly, we still have some money left. Like of the three agents remaining Bogdan Bogdanovich is one of the best guys out there. And he's a guy who could bring value to this year yeah. and down the road if we ever like did have a contender. So I think using the rest of our money on a guy like that, perfect move. Perfect move.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. And, and Bogdanovich would be a uh, an excellent upgrade for us right now. I just don't know where he's gonna go. You know, this situation was was very very peculiar, man. <laughs> the freak thought he had some firepower entering this lineup. They had a deal. And all of a sudden, Bogdanovich is a free agent. Well, well, restricted free agent. So he backs out of the deal. So where he goes, uh, it'll be very interesting to see. But I have to think um, the Hawks are still interested. Maybe the Knicks get involved. But remember, the Kings can always match a deal. So the most likely thing for Bogdanovich is going to be a sign and trade unless he just gets some sort of... Offer that, you know, blows the Kings out the water where they're just like, well, you can keep them. And so we'll see, uh, you know, what happens there with Bogdanovich. But that whole situation was was kind of uh, was kind of crazy. It was definitely kind of crazy. And yeah, you know, Leon Leon and them, they're, they're playing the long game for the near term. It sucks for the fans. You know what I mean? The near-term, it sucks for the fans. Sucks for us. We cover every game. We come on live after every game and do post-game shows. Some of you guys don't have to watch. I watch. So it's even more painful. But I guess I'm so used to it over the last 20 years that, you know, it just is what it is, man. It, It just is what it is. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Shout out Joseph Waterman checking in from London, UK. Anybody out in the UK right now checking this show at 4 o'clock in the morning, you are dedicated. Definitely appreciate that. Definitely appreciate that. Let me shout out some of the Super Chats that came in as well. Michael Parker, number one fan of the show. Salute to Knicks Nation. Salute Michael Parker. El Marshall was good. He says, um, with a great coach and good additions, they'll play better. Watch them. Strong play executions, lost too many games with no handle. Randall, he got to go. Well, you, you hope the the coaches will, you know, uh implement some good schemes, some good techniques and, and these guys execute, but talent wins. You know, talent wins and I'm just not seeing it right now with it with this roster. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty painful. Leo Skorupski says, I just wanted to compete for for 10 men. That's all. I hear you, man. I hear you. Frazier Coleman said, do you think with COVID blowing up, risk in the season was also a factor? Um. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it certainly is. But I got to think that with everything, you know, going on with the vaccines and stuff. Hey. I'm thinking these these guys may 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 get it first. You know who knows? I, I have no idea, and I'm, I'm not a vaccine you know advocate. So all you anti-vaxxers don't don't come at me. But I'm just saying what the future holds because the way that they structured the schedule, it was originally thought that they were going to structure it where you would have division-heavy games that would li- limit travel. But it didn't. They didn't really structure it that way. You know these guys are going to be traveling, so it's going to be interesting to see if they can get through. It's going to be interesting to see if they can get through. Good question. Uh, Robert Paris says, price too high, no red carpet. Yeah, price is too high for a lot of these guys, man. Lucas, he says, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We are 100% building the right way. Long game. Love your work, CP. Checking in from Melbourne, Australia. Shout out to everybody. I see some people in the chat checking in from uh, New Zealand as well. So, shout out to uh, all my people on that side of the world, man. They rep us heavy. It's morning time over there. They're catching up Sunday morning on that other side of the world. Catching up on Knicks fan TV. That's what I'm talking about. Salute to everybody. Man. <laughs> Cynthia Wolf said, 1,000% agree, CP. I'm all here for the long game. Don't really want Westbrook. Okay. I thought about it for a second. I was like, yeah, this could get ugly, man. G. Jermaine 83, CP, thank you for chairing the biggest group therapy meeting in New York. (laughs) Couldn't care about this team without Knicks fan TV. (laughs) That's what it's turning into, man. That's what it's turning into. But, hey, you know, uh, I love what I do. I love my team. And so this is just uh, a regular night for me, really. Definitely a regular night for me. Uh, Who else we got? Jay Breezy NY, if somehow a trade package sent Randall to Washington for John Wall, would you pull the trigger? No, I would not pull the trigger for John Wall. Coach Grady, three, we good money, no worries. This team will play hard, for sure. Kenneth Booker says, uh, Jeremy Grant is dumb for leaving Detroit. Oh, Denver offered him $20 million a year. Yeah, it was said that Denver offered him $20 million a year, but, uh, Detroit was offering an expanded role for him, so I'm not sure what type of role he's looking for or what, but, um, Hey, good for him. Aton Cates. Thank you for the super chat, Aton. I appreciate it. Leon Johnson says, sign Thomas Shepard. He was bowling without the basketball. Came through, had about 10 threes, no warm up. DS Piz 35 says, Mitch and Noel will take pride in block shots. Like Cuomo says, we're going to be New York strong on defense finally. All right. Josh Aronson, love the show, but time to turn off that defense chant every time someone subscribes. The Knicks are doing the right things. Yeah. Yeah, That hey, listen, that, this is our calling card, man. Defense, you know? It's wishful thinking more so. Payback card, appreciate it. Always, always uh, repping. Talk to Payback on a on daily, man. Salute. Alan Berman says, "Uh, I really never wanted to hear Peyton or Randall ever again in my life, yet here we are. Like Noel, though, hope the signing leads to a Randall trade. Yeah, here we are, here we are. So, again, let's see. Still early. Let's see what's going on. JJ from Brooklyn, what's going on, bro?
3: Yo, CP, what up, bro? How you doing, man?
2: Good, man. How you feeling?
3: I'm good. Good, thanks. Uh, yeah, so like you were saying, man, I just I'm with you, man. I'm in this thing for a long haul. You know, to me, I saw people saying, "Let's get you know Hayward and Westbrook." To me, that just doesn't do for me. I don't want to be the eighth seed for the next three years and get swept by Brooklyn in the first round. You know, when you see, you know, I just want to just let the young kids play this year. You know, see what Knox if he finally improves and Frank and you know, I mean, I just you know just seeing what the draft is, especially next year. That's not even Cunningham. You got. Kuminga, you got Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, DJ Boston. It's not like just you know we need the first pick. There's superstar potential all the way you know through ten at least probably. So yeah. no, you should just be in this thing for a long haul, man. I like the moves. I like Noel, rebounder, but you know he's he's a good shot blocker. No, I just hope the thing with these one-year deals is just you hope that these guys don't have like their own motives. You know they don't just want to pair their stats on a bad team, and you know playing the you know the team aspect of the game. Yeah, you know, but yeah, man, I like I just like the I like this fun all I like the way, you know just be patient with it. I think we're moving in the right direction, man. I really do.
2: Yeah, appreciate I, it, CP. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah, you know that's always the gamble with uh with with going with one year deals, right? It's it's because we talk about how important it is for, for players to come in and play a role. You know, for some of you guys that, that saw my appearance on, uh, SMI as the putback, uh, the coach that, that I was on the panel on, he talked about that. He worked in the Sixers organization and he talked about that, you know, having guys that could fill a role and know a role and how critical that is. When you bring in a guy with a one-year contract, you run the risk of, that guy being a me first player trying to get his because he's thinking about his financial future and so on. I don't necessarily think that's the case right now. Like a, like a Noel, for example, he knows his role. He's a rim runner. He's going to play defense. He's not going to be out there trying to shoot threes, right? So he'll be all right. Um, Burks, I think, will be fine. He, that he knows his game. We need him to play his game. So, um, but, you know, conversely, last year you had Marcus Morris, who... Played well. I was a fan of Mook and he netted us a first round pick, which eventually turned into quickly, but you know, it was kind of all about him. The young guys didn't really get better, even though we needed his offense. We needed that. It just wasn't to the benefit of the team. So that that's a risk that you run there. Uh Sergi Baca goes to the Los Angeles Clippers. Serge going to Clippers. I thought he was going to Brooklyn with KD. KD's brother said he was going to Brooklyn. All right, Katie's brother said he was going to Brooklyn, but he's going to the Clippers. Clippers still didn't get their point guard yet. Clippers still did not get their point guard, but they got uh, they got Surge. <laughs> so, all right, whatever. Whatever. So, to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We'll hang in live for a little bit. You still got to release that Channing Frye interview too, man. That Channing Frye interview was dope. Definitely got to, uh, definitely got to get that out there as well. All right, let me go to um, a couple more calls. Ron Cleveland in the building. Ron, how you feeling, man? Man,
9: man, man, man. CP, hey, I feel good, man. Hey, just just looking at this whole thing, how this thing playing out with Leon Rose. I, I'm I'm liking the moves. Only move I don't care for, of course, is the one that's been echoed. You know that that Peyton move, bringing him back. I didn't want to see him, but uh, when I look when I look at what we're doing, there's there's an obligation that your GM, your president, owes to the organization. You have to make your team better right now, and you got to look to the long run to continue to make your team better. So the fact that we didn't go out here and overpay for these guys, man, these guys think that? We was gonna overpay for them for them to come here or nah, not. Them days is gone as long as Leon Rose is here. He ain't overpaying, and that and, and that move that Jordan did for for Hayward, that would get a GM fired in two years. Oh, I forgot he can't fire himself. So, you know, when you look at that CP, I'm glad we didn't touch that. That's way too much money. And the same thing with Bam Bleak. If he getting eighty something million from Toronto, you you got to think he wanted at least a hundred from us, right? He's not worth no hundred million dollars. So them them two guys is out of the question. And when I look at at our current point guard position, to me, I think that we can go the route of a go we'll get a um Reggie Jackson or get Jeff Teague. If both them guys are still available, go we'll get going. one of them guys, man, and play this thing for the long run. And I'm on. And I'm gonna end this on this. Kevin Knox, man, hey, I'm back in your corner, kid. It's time. Make make me proud. Make all Knicks fan proud, it's man. time. Go on do your thing, man. Ain't no more excuses. No more Go excuses. ahead and ball out. If no he more. balls out, then it the sky's the limit. Obi Toppin' gonna take the top off the off the garden. We we ready to roll.
2: Yeah. No more excuses for Kev. You know? This is his opportunity. They they, they empty the cupboard. I I think Bullock will still get to start at the three. And if Kev earns that starting spot, it, it if they don't do much else. But uh, if they don't do much else, I think Bullock will, will still get to start, but Kev could, could slide in there. But this is, this is Kev's time to show him proof. There's nobody else blocking him right now. So let's see if Kev goes out there to earn it. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. How many people we got in the chat right now? 3,200, let's go, we got 920 likes, let's get up to 2,000 likes right now, let's get these thumbs up to 2,000 likes, hit that like button for you boys, hit that thumbs up button for you boys, let's get these likes up, man, we got 920 in the chat, we should be able to get to at least 2,000, let's go, let's definitely go, some of you guys don't know what the thumbs up button is, it's very easy to find, but let's go, you know what I mean? let's do it so Ron Cleveland is happy Ron Cleveland is happy let me show, show you guys where the uh the thumbs up button is here I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a, a screen and screen and uh here it is right here just hit that like button right there people right there it might be a little too small for some of you guys watching on um, the tube right here just hit that thumbs up button hit that like button it's free to do Hit that subscribe button as well. Very free to subscribe. Free to subscribe. Everybody that sent the super chats, we definitely appreciate it. But for you guys can support us for free by just doing those things. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button. Share these videos. And that's how we get 3,000 people in the chat and so on and so forth. So it's for the fans by the fans, man. like Like I was saying, for the fans by the fans. Yeah, there was 11 thumbs down. We don't worry about that, man. It's 1,000 thumbs up. So you do the math on that ratio. You know, the thumbs downs are, are irrelevant, man. We, we got more than enough supporters uh, to hold us down. DJ Tiger Paul sends a super chat. He says New York is parting ways with Steve Mills. All right. Uh, Nate says $20 in cap plus trading Randall and DSJ for quality point guard. And still afford Bogdan. We've got cash to make moves and become competitive. Yeah, let's see what they you know, there's still more time. Season hasn't started yet. Let's see what goes on. Let's see what goes on. All right. Um where are we going with this here? Let me hear from Christoph San Diego. Christoph, how you feeling?
6: I'm good. How are you, man?
2: Good, man. What's going on?
6: Uh, I feel like the, the atmosphere I get right now is that a lot of people are pretty entitled and they feel like we deserve to get like an all-star. The truth is, man, we've been the laughingstock of the NBA for like quite a while. And I think that like with the Steve Mills and Scott Perry of the world, all they do is talk, man. They, they don't earn the respect. And I think that's something that, like, we really lack. And I think that's something that Leon Rose can bring to us. Like, we need to earn that respect, and I feel like we really need to earn it so that, like, teams will look favorably on trading with us. Like, they're not going to try to take advantage of us like they've always been. And, like, players signing with the Knicks, they're not going to try to get an extra bag because they know where to do like like use our cap space and shit like that. So, I really think, like, it's about time we earn this respect and we show people that like new york's no joke man we we're we're grit we're we're tough and we're out there to to make a difference like we're gonna we're gonna come back strong and and people aren't gonna make fun of us in the next couple of years so i'm I'm down with this new organization
2: yeah yeah i I am too um but see the 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 risk is that the risk is is that to earn that respect, you got to win. To win, you got to have pieces on the roster. To have pieces on the roster, you need a good mix of young players, good young players, and veterans that help make these young players better. And so that's, that's the catch-22 is that, you know, you have to get that one guy that can help elevate this team, lift this team up. This is why Chris Paul trade would have been, you know, Excellent for this team. Yeah, OB, Chris Paul, come on, man, forget about it. With RJ, forget about it. Box office. So, again, it's a catch-22. You can't just build, you know, with young guys and and build uh, through the draft. Because unless you're going to get that generational talent, you're always going to be stuck in the mud. Look how long these teams have been doing it. Minnesota's been doing it. Phoenix Suns have been doing it. You know, Clippers were doing it for a while. They're just now starting to get to, you know, that tier where they're hovering over being a respectable team. Guys do it all the time. Teams do it all the time. But, again, I always say basketball is the hardest sport in all the sports to win a championship. And you're seeing why. Because you're dealing with a salary cap and you're dealing with those type of restrictions. It's hard to build. So, one day at a time, one brick at a time. We'll see what happens. All right. Last call of the night is going to go to my guy Delano in the building. Delano, I had to give you the closer roll, man. What's going on, bro?
1: Yeah, First off, I want to say salute to everybody in the chat. Salute to UCP. Um, of course, you know what I'm saying? Great moves with the channel. Um, always appreciative. you know what I'm saying, of everything you've been doing.
4: Appreciate
1: um, it. I want to gloat for a second because <laughs> for how long have I said we need Nerlens Noel to back up Mitch Robinson. Yeah, 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 he did. I've been saying for at least a season and a half, let's get Nerlens Noel to back up Mitch Robinson because I don't want to continue to go through the process of getting one guy who's a rim protector. He goes to the bench. The next guy comes in, and we're bad on defense. This time, we have consistent rim protection. We have consistent interior defense. We don't lose anything when one guy goes out. Now, here's another thing I also like too. I like the pickup of um, Alec Burks because I was infuriated when we got rid of Damian Dotson and Kenny Moving. Um, because, again, they provide defense that a lot of the other guys didn't provide.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Um Not saying that they're stopping everybody, but at the same time, they're staying in front of those guys. They're making it difficult for those guys to get their shots off. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, defense wins championships and we needed a core of defenders. So to lose those guys, it was a bit heartbreaking. But for what we're getting back, Alec Burks is a two-way player as well. So, you know, the perimeter defense isn't lacking. Um... And, of course, we already know Nerland's Noel is a room protector. So we got those guys intact. Now, here's one of the things that I would like to, um, for uh, you know, I guess propose in a, in a certain uh, degree. Everybody keeps looking at these small forwards with the big names and all that stuff for this season. And it's great that we didn't overpay for uh, Gordon Hayward. But here's a guy I'd like to have maybe as an insurance policy where he's not taking minutes. But if you plug him in, he can provide uh, valuable uh minutes. Uh he can provide defense as well. And that's James Ennis. Yeah, Nobody talked about, about, about him me. because again, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. But if you see what he did for Philly when um especially playing against us, oh my god. Remember all the third quarters mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. when
1: we was up and it was him that was doing some of that uh yeah. damage to get the uh Sixes back in the game and mm-hmm, stuff like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Imagine having him on our squad as opposed to having to play against him all the time. Also, um I wouldn't mind bringing Taj back. Mm. And what I would like to do is instead of playing uh, Peyton and Randall, I'd like to have them as insurance policies. Let's give Frank an opportunity finally. You know, that way we can't continue to say, oh, he's a bust. And some people say he has promise. Let's finally give him the opportunity to prove whether or not he's a bust or somebody we can rely on in the future. Same thing with Kevin Knox. We got to give these guys a shot because we can't continue to say he's a bust and that we, again, aren't developing these guys. Not everybody coming in is going to be an immediate starter or an immediate impact star, mm-hmm. but we have to give these guys an opportunity to prove themselves, and this is the perfect opportunity right now, because there's nobody stopping them. There's no Mook coming in. There's no, um, you know, there's no John Wall. There's no Russell Westbrook to take minutes away from these guys. Prove your, prove yourself. To the Knicks fans that are doubting you. Prove yourself. To the rest of the league that laughs at you. Prove yourself to this organization that pays you. Mm -hmm. And see if we can continue to build going forward with the right pieces. Okay. I once again want to salute everybody. I want to shout out uh, Jay Ellis. You know what I'm saying? Um, And continue to support the channel, man. You know what I'm saying? Spike them likes. Let's go.
2: Let's go. Let's go. go. Appreciate it, Delo. Appreciate that, man. Delano is feeling good because Nerland's Noel was his pick, so he's feeling vindicated. He's he's definitely feeling vindicated. James Ennis signed with the signed with the Magic, so he's off the list. But I, I get where you, I get where you're going with it. As far as Frank Kev, I think they're gonna have every opportunity to to prove their worth. This is it, you know. This is it. They're gonna have every opportunity to do that. You know. Yes, they did sign Peyton to the five mil one year five mil it was one year five mil, so that's not necessarily a vote of confidence. I'm sure he'll get the opportunity to start, and if they feel like they need him to uh, to get Ob going and to get Mitch going, they will, but I think Frank DSJ will get their chance, Knox will get his chance, and they, and they got to deliver. They got to deliver. It's, it's evaluation time. It's definitely evaluation time, so appreciate the call, uh, Delano. Appreciate the call, and appreciate everybody for tuning in, man. Definitely appreciate the support. We were at 3,000 people all night. Come on, man. Number one show for the fans by the fans. John Miller in the chat. You said it best. Let's go. We are working here. Salute to everybody for tuning in. Hang in there, man. Hang in there. You know? T might be bad, but fan TV is number one show for the fans by the fans. We'll, we'll make sure that we keep it fresh for the fan base. Like I said, Channing Frye interviewed probably tomorrow or so. Uh, We'll get that going on for the fans. You guys should be able to enjoy that. And uh, that's it. Just to recap for the night, once again, Alfred Payton, one-year, $5 million deal. Nerland's Noel, one-year, $5 million deal. You can catch all of that and more on KnicksFanTV.com. Let me um, read a couple more Super Chats that came in. Thanks for everybody for tuning in and, and donating. Definitely appreciate it. Danger Dave. Says much love from Adelaide, Australia. Do you think politics hurt ratings or do you think it will continue next season? Um, I think a couple things hurt the ratings. I think American sports across the board suffered ratings decreases from Major League Baseball to the NFL to the NBA, partially because you had all of them being played at one time for the NBA, them playing during this stretch that belonged to baseball and football certainly hurt their ratings. Yes, the politics certainly did. If you're standing on one side of the aisle or the other, if you're not agreeing with what the other side is saying, yeah, some people were turned off. But I think that was more the casual fans. I think the diehards will always be there regardless. But yeah, sure, I think, I think the politics certainly played a role. But I think most of it was them um, playing off Cycle and also with no fans, I mean, it, it just tunes people off. So that's that. Abdulay Diallo, when he says, We're not on crack anymore, giving out crazy contracts, overpaying for players not with their contracts. Less stated course, keep making moves. I feel you. Esau Williams, Esau appreciate the support all the way up there in Buffalo. That's it, people. Any more news? You know, we'll be back. We'll be back to give you the lowdown and back to hear from the fans, man. Once again, CP, I'm out of here. Thanks for the mods, for all the help, TM, Dave, Keith Sinclair, Above the Rim, Delano, everybody, if I forgot, definitely appreciate you anyway, and everybody for tuning in, man, all around the
10: world, KnicksFanTV, CP, I'm out. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust.